Goal Mate, Al Foran's Football Forum, a Goal Aid original. Hello folks and you are very welcome to the first episode of Goalmouth, Al Foran's Football Forum. This is a Goal Out original podcast focused on all things football. Goal Out is the home of Irish podcasts and the new Goal Out app is available to download for free now in the App Store. And you'll find new episodes of Goalmouth every Tuesday at lunchtime, first on the Goal Out app and all major podcast platforms. And I am delighted to be joined by my co-host... Mr. Football TikTok himself, Paddy Murphy. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm very good, Alessandro. I am very good. Um, I, I'm, I'm the term co-host. I'm liking it. I, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. So listen, uh, people may know me from TikTok, but don't worry. We're, you're going to get a nice, a nice unbiased view of the beautiful game here with myself and Alan. We're going to just talk about football and have yeah. the crack. Well, there there'll be jabs here and there. I know. Well, I'm expecting them. Ah, well, it'd be rude not to, wouldn't I? Have to get me on back after <laughs> about a decade or two, I heard. Yeah, of course, of course. No, listen, it's understandable. I just dread every jab that comes my way. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the big topic of the week, obviously, uh, this is unbelievable stuff, Paddy. Uh, the, the the guys at Goal Out and, and Bauer Media have uncovered the lost tape that nobody could get a hold of for 16 and a half years. I'm talking about Roy Keane's infamous MUTV interview that, you know, led him to leaving the club in 2005. I cannot believe we got a hold of this. I can, and, and I just, I want to thank, you know, the big wigs here at, at Bauer Media for getting a hold of it because it's, it's as explosive as, as anybody thought it could be. It is, it's crazy. Absolutely, and it's it's a big scoop, and I'm very looking forward to hearing it, yeah. and for our listeners to hear it as well, and that's coming up later in the show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've all been curious about this for such a long time, you know, and I remember, I remember, you know, when the whole thing, the whole scandal about Roy Keane came out in 2005 with Manchester United, and I remember uh, it was one of the Champions League nights. I think, I don't know who was playing, but the, the lads, Dunphy, Giles, Brady, uh, and Bale, they... They did. I don't think they covered the actual game that they were supposed to cover. They just covered Roy Keane's uh, shocking exit from the club. Yeah. And I remember that night. I do. That was an infamous night for Eamon Dunphy on RT Paddy. <laughs> you know, yeah, the Rod Little quote. You know, iconic that, stuff. It was iconic stuff. It was. You know, and I spoke about Roy Keane being a guy that you know stood up to bullies, and that's exactly uh, what he did. <laughs> That's exactly what he did, and again, you're going to hear that, and I'm looking very looking forward to it, very excited. <laughs> and of course, coming up a bit later on as well, it'll be it'll be wrong of us to ignore the current situation in Ukraine, and we do need to have an honest conversation about what football is doing and what more fo- uh, football can do to help it, because it's a devastating situation that I think needs more conversation around it, 100. percent Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so no, we will we will get to that later on. Um, we're going to start off, obviously, with our first segment, and that is keeping tabs on Manchester United. And I'm saying that in such a dour voice because Manchester United is killing me inside lately. Um, and my <laughs> co-host. <laughs> and they are, they are just... I'm at the point where... I, do you know what? I'm, I'm up and down. I'm like a yo-yo, Paddy. I'm up and down because... 
there'll be a couple of weeks where they are they're playing well and you know false, watching false them, hope it's, it's false hope yeah and I do get annoyed and I do bang the table <laughs> in disgust if they lose or draw yeah but that game against sorry I just gave an example of you know Man United and the torture that they put me through but the Watford game on Saturday I was just like eh at the end of it I just eh, numb okay you're yeah. numb yeah I know right. and, and, and I, I went downstairs to Alison my fiance and Sophia our little three year old and I just got on with life and had dinner and that was it <laughs> and, and, that normal service resumes it, it is um, it was such a frustrating game Um you know the amount of chances that were, cre- were created. Watford were absolutely appalling, and United were even more appalling because they couldn't they couldn't put them away. Um, it's a massive concern. There's a lot of um, they're, they're just just the decision making with some of the players is shocking. Mm. Um, Paddy, I think you're right. What you said about Ronaldo at the start of the season, if, if anyone remembers that. And not only was I talking about Ronaldo, but as we can see here, the papers have been talking, and so is Frank LeBuff, the mm. former French international, who says he thinks Cristiano Ronaldo should retire, and that's a big call. You know, you're I the United fan, so much. what do you think? I don't think he should retire. No, I think um, you're talking out of your arse there, Frank. Yeah, he shouldn't I agree. retire. I think he should make the move either to the MLS or to his um, his boyhood club, Sporting Lisbon. Well, and here's his, his quote is. Here's uh, Frank LeBuff's quote. Uh, do you know what? I think there is a time where you have to think, what do I do with my life and my career? And maybe it's time for Cristiano Ronaldo at the end of his career to wonder and have a discussion with himself. I think that's a load of crap. But I think Ronaldo should definitely move away from the Premier League because it's a league that he just cannot keep up with. And it's proof it's the best league in the world. Yeah, you know, And even the greats you know, can't really hack it in that league he hacked it in that league when he was up until from 18 to 23 he was 23 when he left Man United mm-hmm. he hacked it back then but now it's just it's a different league it's a different league yeah the thing about Ronaldo it's, is you know he's such a you know he's a world class athlete and for many people he's the greatest of all time for me he's number two without question yeah. and listen um, you know in his ideal world he'll want to go forever he'd never want to stop but yeah. there is a time I don't agree with he should retire but there is a time where he must take an assessment and just take a step back and be like, listen, I'm, I'm not quite at the highest level. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 there's a danger of tarnishing a reputation. Like, he'll yeah. always be the GOAT or the second GOAT for a lot of people. But if he keeps trying to just hang around the top clubs, like, listen, he still he can still finish, he can still, but he just doesn't offer enough uh, outside of goal scoring. No. And, then it, and the modern game is about that. You need to offer more off his, the ball. His all-round game has deteriorated rapidly. Drastically, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... I've never seen anything like it. His first touch is shocking. It's mm. just... It's... He can't control the ball. He can't dribble with the ball anymore. Um, although... And here's the thing. And I, and I kind of... I watched the video. He's he's taken up pretty decent positions as well. Mm. Like, Bruno could have squared it to, to Ronaldo for that chance in the first half. And Bruno uncharacteristically decided to be selfish because Bruno is so unselfish when it comes to situations like that. Yeah. But it's just a case of um, is he getting the correct service as well? And I don't think that's the case either. He's, he, he is getting decent enough service. He's just not putting the chances away. Um, 
and they're just not clinical enough. And that is that really is the massive issue with, with Ronaldo at the moment. And I cannot see him. Um, I cannot see him being at United next season. Absolutely, I I can see him moving. Really? Yeah. yeah, I can. I can see him moving on. I can see the club wanting him to move on, bring in a young enough striker. You know. Yeah. Um, I think that's what United need for sure. Like this, Ronaldo was a nice idea. He's a legend. Bringing him back was great. But I said at the time, by the way, we were baited by City though to yeah, bring him back. And yeah. I, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I was fucking buzzing when he came back. Yeah, absolutely buzzing. I thought, oh my god, he's, you know, this is unbelievable. I thought yeah. I'd never see anything like this. I think I remember tweeting about, uh, I think last February when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. I said, if these Glazers can get fucking Tom Brady to the Buccaneers they can surely get Cristiano Ronaldo back at Man United and lo and behold six months later he was back and it was just the euphoria was unbelievable the Newcastle game I've never seen it I've never seen Old Trafford like that since Ferguson's um, final game against Swansea in 2013 but I also think and it's a prime example of Ronaldo not being able to hack it in the Premier League you've got to look at I think some players that come from the Italian League like you're looking at Lukaku, he's back in the Premier League again, but it's just he's not, you know, he's not taken to the to the Premier League whatsoever. It's the pace of that league; it's how slow yeah. it is. You know, these strikers, the likes of Ronaldo and Lukaku, and Lukaku, are given enough time on the ball. You know, you don't get you don't get that luxury in the Premier League. And I'm looking at Ronaldo and saying he he's been having a nice few years in Italy, which is a slow a slower league than the Premier League. Yeah. Do you think that? That'd be an example for you. And I, I know Lukaku's nearly like 10 years younger than Ronaldo, but it is kind of a... I do agree. And now, don't get me wrong, I think the Serie A is a great league, but it's a, it's a much different league than the Premier League. The Premier League is so fast. And like, yeah. I like Lukaku, I still think he's going to come good. He just, he started the season very well for Chelsea when he was getting the service. And, you know, with Ronaldo as well, if he was coming into a, a, a Man United that was firing on all cylinders, he would have mm. slotted in nicely and would have scored goals. And he still has scored goals, but, you know... It's just not what United need right now. And I remember when you signed them, um, everyone was all, uh, rightfully so. He was a raw buzzing, and I, I just said, "Who's L- Lukaku or, or Ronaldo?" Ronaldo sorry, uh, we were buzzing I, with Lukaku yeah, as well. well. Lukaku's great, and I said when you signed mm. Ronaldo, I said, uh, um, "In terms of an, I said it was a bad signing, and I said my, my I said in terms of a, in terms of an off the field like euphoria uh, marketing idea, great signing. Mm. But in terms of an on field, what United need, I thought it was bad. And you know, I, I, I think I've been proven somewhat right. United fans maybe will harp on about the fact that he's got them through the Champions League. But I've always said that without his goals this year, the other guys would have stepped up. I think he, but that's a conversation for another day. But listen, he's a great. He's still. I think yeah. he should look. I don't agree with retiring from Leboeuf, but I definitely agree that he should. I don't think he should recognize. No, he should like. I mean, look, like, yeah, he he should recognize it and. Maybe he should have stayed. Maybe he should have stayed in Italy. I don't know. And stay away from free kicks. Why do you oh, keep standing over free kicks? Don't talk to me about that. Why? Don't talk to me about that when you Unreal. have Tellez. Now, now I, I talk about Tellez as well the other the other day. But that's that's another that's another. We story. could be here all night. We could that. be here all night. But you got to have someone like Tellez or Bruno Fernandes on free kicks. Yeah. I even thought the, I thought um, last week against Atletico. I think we had a free kick in the 84th, 85th minute. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ, why not just bring on Juan Mata, like an NFL kicker? You mm. know, <laughs> because yeah. it was his distance, you know, and he scores goals from just, just literally outside the He's a specialist the in that. He's a set you know, specialist, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, it's but that sort of arrogance, free kick. Yeah, it is. It That's is. what I don't, I don't understand. And I, and I understand you can be arrogant if you're Ronaldo. You look at Ronaldo, you have a wife like, you know, fair play. But 
there's arrogance and then there's like you know be idi- like idiotic idiocy idiocy yeah idiocy like you can't take free kicks anymore yeah ha- the last one you scored was in the World Cup in 2018 and that was an anomaly in itself yeah uh, the last one you scored for United was probably that one in 07 against Portsmouth like, it's just bizarre no no was the other one after that yeah uh, I know Man City uh, no, 2009 well there you go yeah that's doing G- against well. Given <laughs> Given yeah yeah. Given, given actually got a bit of the ball as well. Really, it was kind of a it was a, it was a dip. Yeah, Jesus, that's okay. that's, <laughs> knowledge, that's knowledge right there. Going back to yeah, the old days. Well, that's all. That's was it in color then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and keeping on topic with the hypothetical situation that Cristiano Ronaldo does uh, leave Manchester United in the summer, uh, there's a column in the Daily, Daily Mail from Chris Wheeler where he states uh, that the Europa League beckons for Man United and a massive rebuilding job is needed for the club to even begin to turn their fortunes around. We've been here before with, with um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer with this. Uh, how, how big a rebuild job is needed and position by position. I mean... Oh. I'm sorry, Alec. I know. I'm trying not to laugh. No, yeah, no, listen. It's the rebuilding. It's like you've been rebuilding since bloody 2013. You must have a whole construction it's site. Rebuild done volume five. Fucking hell! This will be the one. Yeah. I just think. That, um, well, if you're looking at positions, I think I'm. I'm happy with the hair. I am happy with the hair. No, I am. I, I. I think. Yeah, he's not terrible, but he he has his flaws. He does, but he's he does have his flaws, but. What, what what do people expect? I mean, he's not he's the, he's, he's not, what, he's not the he's, biggest problem anyway. This, that he's not this modern day goalkeeper, you know that he. Well, yeah. People, people complain that he doesn't come off his line to him. I don't know. I think I think he won't. Whoever comes, I think if Ten Hag comes in, he, he'll be gone. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, I don't think he's Dean the, Henderson I mean, will be the, there either. This, no, Dean Henderson is nothing fantastic either. Listen, he's the, he's the least United worries. They have bigger problems, and but yeah, no. I, I, for now, De Gea is 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 fine. I think De Gea is fine yeah. at the moment. Um, I think I'll start off at right back. Uh, I've been surprised with um, Dallow's absence in the last two or three games. Uh, I think Ranić is trying to kind of give Aaron Wan-Bissaka a chance um, to revive his career at Manchester United, very much like Maguire a few weeks ago. Wan-Bissaka's been okay but he provides absolutely nothing going forward he's so bad going forward so bad it, you can't get away with a fullback like that in the modern game no like, you modern can't fullback you know people you know like Trent I, I, I'd admit he's not a world class defender he is a world class attacker but that is what that is the, I think that's good that's the perfect mould to be honest I yeah. think he can get away with that but he's just so bad going forward yeah. It, it, he looks like a non-league footballer when he tries to go forward. Yeah. Genuinely, he doesn't look like. And he's then, ever when, the ball. And, then, and then when he's chasing back and he's going in for those slide tackles, he looks world class. Mm. So yeah, you can't really have it both ways with, with Wan Bissaka. Yeah. And I can't, I can't see him improving his his all round game going forward. I think he's too far off. Dallo, though, I've been really impressed with. Yeah. And it, with him, it was the other way around. I wasn't too concerned about him going forward. I think he overhits his fucking crosses sometimes and it does me fucking head in. But I think defensively he's improved his game. So I was very surprised that he was left out of the Atletico Madrid game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very solid, Dalo. Very so- And he was also left out of the, the Watford game in the weekend. So, no, I think definitely give him a chance. There's um, we've, we've young Ethan Laird as well who was on loan at Bournemouth. 
who's been very impressive and I've heard a lot of good things about him um, from a lot of, you know, from the the academy and yeah. he was on loan at Swansea, you know. So you, you need to just give some of these young players a chance because they're just waiting for that fucking opportunity. So definitely get him back next season. Uh, Centre-backs. Lindelof and Varane, I would say, would be the best partnership. Yeah, no, no. The, oh, definitely, yeah. Lindelof and Varane is the partnership. Bailly is also very good in his day, but he's just very injury he's, prone. He's very injury yeah. prone. And he, he he makes serious, rash decisions. Eric Bailly reminds me, he's like the centre-back version of Raphael. I remember <laughs> Raphael used to make just yeah. ridiculous, rash decisions. And that can be Eric Bailly at times. He can, he can you know... Lose the head for yeah, a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on the centre-backs, what's, obviously there's a big talking point. What's your opinion on Maguire? Should he stay or should he go? Is he good enough? Is he not? He, I don't believe he's good enough, no. Yeah. Um, not mental. And this is not me trying but, to... Oh, 80 million, like, it's bizarre. Oh, it's crazy. That, it's absolutely crazy. That, that's Leicester's training ground right there. They, he literally paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. not good enough. Like, I, do, I, think I, they're do, tra- no, I think their training ground was about 55 or 60 million. Yeah, but don't talk about it. I do think Maguire has good, very good qualities. He's very dominant in the air. He's strong, but I just think he's just not a, not a. He's not quick enough. Yeah, but a, a, like a case can be made for how good he was in the the pandemic season. You know the 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 season literally behind closed doors. He was excellent, mm-hmm. and he was also excellent for England. Yeah, in the Euros. Um, but I just think going forward, I I I do. I prefer the partnership of of Lindelof and Varane. I am still kind of sketchy about Lindelof in the sense that he's not physical enough at centre back. Yeah. And I would love to kind of, I'd love to. I, I he played right back against Atletico, which for me was that that was just a weird. That was a conundrum for me because I think he could fit Lindelof into a defensive midfield position. I think he could play in that. Yeah. Um, left back, Shaw or Tellez. I think Tellez. I rate Tellez a lot. Shaw. Shaw for me. Do you think so still? Yeah. Both are heavily dependent on their left peg, but Tellez more so, and I don't think Tellez provides much. I think he's a better footballer than Shaw, though. Technically and stuff. Which... I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he scored a cracker. He scored one of our best goals of the season in the Champions League. The Villarreal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think Shaw just provides more going forward. I think he he should have started Shaw. Um, against Watford, Shaw plays both. with like his link-up yeah. play with the likes of Sancho and Rashford when Rashford was was playing well on, on that left on that left wing. He does link up well with the attackers. Yeah, defensively, positioning wise, Shaw is a disaster. Yeah. Like like Wan Bissaka, mm-hmm. I mean he's a disaster. He doesn't he doesn't track track any runs whatsoever. Like he's, I think they yeah. both lack a bit of pace. I don't know. Like you look at Shaw under Oli last season, he was the best. He was the best left back in the league that yeah, season. He was. He was. He up was. There. Yeah, I'd he give was. it to him. I'd give it to him. Yeah, he, he was. He was the best left back in the league that season. But Robertson just had a holiday, you see. Yeah, now, he was. Shaw was very good and on, on on his day and when he's at his on top form, he's yeah. quality and his de- his delivery into the box can be exceptional. Yeah, um, for me in midfield, I mean, I watched Matic against quality, Matic. very good. He was brilliant. If only he could get like a leg transplant to make just make him a bit younger. But he was quality. His brain, his passing, very. And he he was always good. He was yeah, always he good was at always, Chelsea. He and was stuff. always good. Always a very a top player. Yeah. 
you get one good game out of him every two months. That's the kind of player he is. He's a Rolls-Royce of a midfielder. He oh, really he is. is yeah. He is, 100%. And that's what United need. We have McTominay. Physically, McTominay's very good, but he doesn't match up to the likes He just of. lacks discipline. He just lacks... No, uh, he, I don't know. No, I just, he's, he's just he, not good enough. He didn't. No, you, that's you're, you're just that's just an example of the Leeds game. He was just up for that, that game. But I just, just, I just think there's, there's a. I get he's youngish. You know, you want to persist with youngsters, but there's, a, he's just not good enough for United and what United need. Well, he uh, doesn't match up to the likes of the Fabinho's, the Cantes, the Kovacic, the Rodri's. You know, that's that's our kind of version of. Of those players and yeah, yeah, serious. It's drop not off. good enough. Yeah, no, it's, no. it's 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 That's not where good you, enough. That is where United need to target their money. That is the main position. I have well, always Declan Rice, isn't it? That's the yeah. That'll be interesting. But again, we do love an old tangent here. But no, Al, you're the United fan. I want to hear what else. Like who else do you think needs to go? And you know what? Positions? Well, I do, I'd, I'd say keep McTominay and keep Fred. Keep those players. Yeah, you know, definitely we we need we need squad depth, especially with our midfield because Matic, unfortunately. You know, that's that'll old. that'll be his he, the next game he starts will probably be April or May. As well in the midfield, you have Pogba. I do you give Pogba half a million, half a half, no. yeah, half a million a week? No, Sorry, you, yeah. you cut your losses. He's a great footballer on his day, but we've been hearing this since he signed. Keep Bruno Fernandez. There's weird little agendas against Bruno Fernandez, but his um, his stats prove otherwise. Definitely keep him in that number ten position. Um, the wings, yeah, we we need to sign another another winger slash inverted forward. Mm-hmm. You could say um, Rashford's game has dropped dramatically, uh, worryingly. Yeah, his heads. I don't think his heads in it. That Atletico performance was one of the like that was awful. Well, yeah, Sancho um, though. I, I hate San- saying I hate because I, I I do I love Rashford, but. I think that's one of the worst performances I've seen from a Man United attacker in Ever. recent memory. I can't. I can't remember. It's, it's right. harsh. Harsh saying. I hate saying that, but it just it was so so bad. And there's something there's something else going on there. Around yeah, Rashford. Th- and I do worry about it. And I hope he gets himself sorted out. But Sh- Sancho, on the other hand, has been starting to cook. But, yeah, sorry, Sancho. Yeah, Sancho on on the left. Yeah, yeah. He that's his position now. We're seeing the Dortmund Sancho. You know the the trickery, the creativity. He's scoring goals as well. He's yeah, top quality player and uh, such a. He's going to be a massively important player for United's future, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Sancho, yeah, like he's that's his position. He occupies that left sided um, on the left the left wing uh, up front. Yeah, obviously we've spoken about that. Ronaldo needs needs to be replaced. Cavani as well. Off on they're, his they're two, they're two. They're two of the same. They're two of the same. They don't offer enough off the ball, but yeah, United definitely. We were very good big. though. We were better last season with Cavani up front, which was strange enough. Yeah. As opposed to Ronaldo, we were better. We linked up better as a team. Yeah, he had good moments. Great football. You know, just a bit. Just came a bit too late to the Premier League, didn't he? Yeah. And on the right side, you have Alanga, Alanga uh, or Rashford. Or Lingard, really. So nah, yeah, Alanga, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Alanga will definitely. He, he, that's he's he's a starter now, from now until the end of the season. I think he needs to take his chance now. Really but now, kick yeah, on. now you need. To, they need to sign a right winger. They need to right winger or right in right in right side inverted forward because that's what they are now. Yeah, Messi and Ronaldo kind of created that, and and Salah 
continued that on, didn't he? Yeah. Salah and Mane. So yeah, they need to sign someone of of that quality. They're looking at the fella from Ajax, Anthony. Anthony, yeah. Yeah. Good football. David, they've, they've a couple of targets, but it's all some. It could be all bullshit, you know. Every time I say, every time United lose a game, like there's they're linked with about fourteen different players mm. on the Monday, and it's just like same old shit. Yeah, and they think they're 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 keeping the fans happy. The fans are going to be content. Oh, we're linked. With, we're linked with that player. Great, you know. We're a lot of work feels. to be done at United, to say the least. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of work to be done. And yeah, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week about another rebuilding process. Yeah. Now we spoke about it at the top of the show, and um, Paddy, I believe it's a conversation that has to happen. I'd of course, on this on the first episode of this podcast, but it's. Um, it's something that we need to speak about. The situation in Ukraine, it's its an awful situation and it's sent shockwaves through the footballing world. You know, we've seen the Champions League final being moved from St. Petersburg to Paris. Um, Roman Abramovich handing over stewardship uh, over to the Chelsea Football Club uh, trustees. What does that even mean? I mean, he said... He never said in that statement that he was giving up ownership of the club. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that Don't just worry. I just think it. I've, I've come to the conclusion that they're just a front. Probably is that. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll I'll explain what it means. It means absolutely nothing. Yes. It means it's a PR statement just to take the heat off him. But it literally that's nothing. He's still there. He's still involved. Yeah. Um. As uh, Jamie Carragher said it yesterday on Sky, it's embarrassing how the Chelsea have kind of dealt with the situation. Mm. That statement is it's embarrassing really. It means quite literally nada. Yeah, it means nothing, I think. It's just <laughs> he's the the club is Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over it to them, but I'll still be here pulling yeah. all the strings. Yeah, it, it means absolutely nothing. Roman Abramovich is not um stepping down uh, from Chelsea and you know, the the money he will still provide all yeah. the money towards Chelsea. I, I'd say just club. ban Chelsea completely. I'd be odd before that. <laughs> ban just ban Chelsea fair play <laughs> well look they, they lost yesterday so I mean ah, don't worry y'all we will, we will, we will get on to that but we we'll keep get we'll that. keep to the serious stuff no right yeah no absolutely um, and Poland they're saying that they won't play uh, their World Cup qualifier against Russia on the 24th of March which is huge um, fair play to Poland by the yeah, way yeah fair play to Poland they've also said they won't play any iteration of Russia which Al will tell us what that means yeah, well, FIFA are saying that Russia can't play under the Russian flag or the anthem and they have to play behind closed doors at neutral venues and they will now be called the Football Union of Russia. What a load of absolute nonsense that is. Don't play at all. No, it's disgraceful. They should be banned completely under any so iteration. What, hang on, what does this mean? They They... They play in a different jersey. They don't have yeah. their Adidas sponsors. Exactly. Is that? It's a bit like what happened with the you know the R- Russian Olympic Committee and stuff. They yes. were allowed yeah. the dopers and the anti-dopers. But this yeah. is different. This is life and death. This is there should be no representation for any sort of Russian uh, like federation whatsoever. They should be banned altogether. Exactly until this yeah. is resolved. Um, and I Poland, don't think there's a, there's a need for us to have a debate about this. They should be banned no. altogether. And if it, that has to be the decision that is is made. And Poland should be should be given the buy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Poland shouldn't be punished for this. And a massive respect to Poland. And, you know, Sweden have come out and said the same thing. England have said it. Ireland have, have said it. No, yeah. A lot of countries have said no. And, you know, it's disgraceful. Any, In my opinion, any, every single Russian team in all football 
um, competitions should be banned. In it's a horrible situation, isn't it, Paddy? Because yeah. we're in the year 2022 and less than four years ago we had the World Cup in Russia. Mm. And, and it was a great country. It was a great tournament. And a, a great, you know, a great, tur- great. great tournament. Um, no real trouble because trouble yeah. was expected with kind of, the, there was a lot... There was a lot of talk around, you know, racism in Russia before this, uh, before that tournament, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk of the England, England, and uh, the English and, and Russian fans clashing like they did in the twenty sixteen Euros, mm-hmm. and it ended up being a very good World Cup. One of the um, best, one of the best in recent memory for well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with France winning it, and I, I mentioned it to. Our producer Andrew and yourself just before we 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 um we started recording, you know, there's a video, um, that was circulating on social media there the other day, uh, with the French team celebrating the World Cup win in the dressing room mm. with um, your man Seferin. Seferin, the president yeah. of the AFM. Um, was Seferin? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, and Macron, of course, and Putin in the middle. Putin clapping them on, and um, I think you know. It, the biggest question on my mind is what can football do to help Ukraine? Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of sports clubs around Ireland, they're putting all their money earned at the gate to the Red Cross uh, who will be helping the people in Ukraine. Just imagine all football clubs, massive football clubs in the world, the likes of United, Liverpool, PSG, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Imagine if they did this for ne- for their next game. Imagine the money that that could generate for oh, absolutely. the Red Cross in Ukraine. Absolutely. And of course, all the like the displays we've seen, you know, uh, for like Yarmolenko, Yarmachuk at Benfica, yeah. Zinchenko and, and, and um, the Everton left-back, uh, Mielenko. That's all well and good. It's great. We love to see the show support. Mm. But however, we want to sh- give actual, you know, yeah. monetary value to this. We want to help Ukraine in any way they can. You know, they're facing a superpower right now. Mm. You know, they're under severe stress and, you know, shout out to those clubs around Ireland doing that. Um, it's, Some it's, of the biggest sporting brands as well could come together. Absolutely. The likes of like Adidas yeah. and... Words, and, words and, 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 you know, wishes are all well and good, but yeah. the Ukrainians are going to be sitting there saying, right, thanks very much, but, like, anything yeah. else? And, you know, this, you yeah. know, this would, that'd be a great idea. And I, I think I'd love to see it. My own club, Liverpool, your club, United. Can you imagine the gate receipts from Anfield and Old yeah. Trafford? That itself would be significant. Well, you know, we've seen the solidarity over the weekend with Premier League clubs. There, um, I think as well, it was an impromptu kind of uh, picture taken in Old Trafford with uh, United and and Watford. I don't mm. think the Watford players were meant to be in the picture. Yeah. But they had seen that uh, they Ranić was holding up a, a peace sign, and there was a picture <coughs> taken with the the starting eleven and Ranić and the Watford players just yeah, came over and got involved in that picture. So that's Much that's what you want football, to see. You, know? you want to see that solidarity. But I think now, most definitely, the next step is to help Ukraine out in, in a big way. And I think hundred percent. Yeah, that's that. I think the big clubs should kind of rally together and definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, look, we we will keep an eye on how the sport is reacting to this crisis, and of course, our thoughts are with the people of Ukraine at the moment. Um, it's just pure heroism we're seeing right now in that country. Um, you know, I know it's we're going off topic, uh, different sports, but I'm just I look at the the Klitschko brothers at the moment, Vladimir and Vitali Klitschko involved in the defense forces in Kiev. Um, you have uh, Lomachenko. One of the best lightweight boxers in the world. He's also getting involved. Um, Usyk, 
So it's bringing so so much, you know. It's it's just it's amazing to see, and you know, there's people flying. There's 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 Ukrainian nationals flying to their to their home country to to defend their country. It's mm. it's amazing, but it's also I fucking hate seeing it as well. It's how do you? It's very you know, sad. It's just so sad. You they're know? all they're all accredited themselves and the country, yeah. and you know, great to see. But you know, as you said, we will keep an eye on how things work, go. Yeah, and our thoughts are with the people of Ukraine at this yeah, time. Absolutely. And now moving on to our next segment, which will be a weekly segment and it's called Famous Faces. And again, at the top of the show, we promised the lost tape, the lost interview. Roy Keane, MUTV, November 2005. We uncovered the so-called lost interview Roy Keane did with MUTV in 2005, which eventually led to the club parting ways with their captain. He was critical of players and boss Alex Ferguson at the time and the reports of the interview sent shockwaves across the football world. Here is what went down in the interview. You're watching MUTV. Good morning, Roy. What's so good about this morning? Is it good morning? Why, why is it a good morning? You know, should be a shit morning. Right, no problem. Right, we could cut to a countdown where I can reset the clock. Happy? Right, and get maybe try and get. We'll do it differently, Roy. All right. Yeah. You must have had a nice cup of coffee okay. there, didn't you? Hello, Roy. Yeah, hello. Welcome to MUTV. Today, you, Roy Keane, are going to play the pundit, and you reflect on the. 4-1 loss to Middlesbrough at the Riverside earlier this week. Uh, how do you assess it, Roy? You're joking me, are you? You want me to be a pundit? You want me to reflect on such an embarrassing loss? Why would I want to be a pundit? Well, uh, let, let's jump straight into it. You're injured at the moment. That must be very frustrating. Yeah, well, it's not as frustrating as watching Rio Ferdinand try to defend. Unless you're paying a guy 120000 a week, you know, and he's making Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, you know, a decent striker like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, you're not a world class striker, not a good striker, only decent, you know, he's making him look like the love child of Maradona and Pele. Oh, listen, Stephen Hawking's better at the ball in his feet than Rio Ferdinand, okay? Pure nonsense. Yep. What, what positives can Sir Alex take from, from the performance, No Rob? positives whatsoever. What are you trying to get out of me? You're trying to get a, maybe say something positive about a performance where we lost 4-1. That was great. Um, right. Where the hell are you from? Never really met you before. Absolute disgrace. Ask me these silly questions. We're going to do player ratings. Just going to start off with some players. Uh, just review their performances from the game. Well, go on, listen. We'll have a bit of fun with this, won't we? We have great fun with this. Go on. And start off with um, Darren Fletcher. Oh, we'll have a bit of fun with this one. One out of ten for that guy. You know, headless William Wallace would have done a better job on the pitch than that guy. You know, you expect passion from these Scots, not from this fella. Not good enough. Your fellow countryman, John O'Shea. Yo, listen, John was an absolute disgrace on the pitch. He was terrible. You know, but he's not the, he's not the worst John in Waterford. You know, the worst one is John Delaney. 
that guy's an absolute spoof or wouldn't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. You know, you look at that, that's the kind of guy, you know, in a couple of years' time, you go to his 50th birthday party and he's got a nice sculpture of himself. That's the kind of guy you're dealing with. Egotistical guy like that, you know, wouldn't go near him. Disgrace. Okay. We might take a little break from the player agents, Roy, and we might just kind of assess where Sir Alex can go from here after this result. What has he got to do? Listen, he's got to worry less about those horses, JP McManus and the Magnier fella. You know, worry more about the donkeys he's playing on the pitch. You know, listen, Alan Smith looking at that guy, you know, more ability on the Veruca on the foot of Mark Faduca than that guy's entire body. You know, <laughs> nonsense, rubbish, disgrace. Listen, do me a favour, be done with this. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, says about you trying, you're not trying to stop me, are you? Oh, Rob, but please, please don't go, Rob, please. There's no way we can release this, absolutely no way. This gets out. We're fucked. Good Lord almighty. He's absolutely bang on as well with the John Delaney and the ice sculpture. Yeah. I don't know how he's got it so spot on, but listen, fantastic. Thank you again to Bauer Media and Goal Out for obtaining that absolute... Explosive. Beautiful that find. just... Yeah. But to segue into our next segment, which is Premier League chat, Al. General chat about the old Premier League. Yes. And, Patrick. you know, you may be wondering why I'm leading the, mm-hmm. leading, leading the chase here. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, Al, um, recently oh, yeah. have just uh, won the, the El Carbo Cup there. Uh, they won a trophy, Al. Do you remember what that feels like? Uh, I, 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 I think... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to... I'll, if, if anyone can't see, Al's emotioning towards the door. <laughs> see ya. Nah, it's now called Paddy Murphy's Football Forum. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen. Of course, I am very happy, oh. but I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. You know. I want to have an, an objective opinion on this. Um, you know, I just want to talk about Liverpool's resurgence in general. Um, and obviously, uh, Queefy and Kelleher, an Irishman, was was at the at the centre of the of it last night. Um, so yeah, uh, Cuevan Keller, an Irishman. Yeah. He's currently number two to Mister Bazunu and Alisson, obviously Liverpool. But what's your opinion on him? Uh, were you oh, happy to brilliant. see? Were you happy to see him do well? Uh, no, listen, I, I, you know, have to be have to be fair and have to show a bit of diplomacy when an Irish player does well at a Premier League club. Yeah. Always great to see, um, and I believe he's the first Irish player to to. To start in a final since 2007, a, a final in general. He's the first Irish I, player to start for Liverpool in a final since 2007, yeah. Liverpool, okay. Um, and he's, well, I've I seen someone tweet saying he was the first ever Irishman to win a domestic cup in England, but he's not. I what am I talking about? Sure, John O'Shea started finals and all that. Yeah, well, so I believe in, 19, yeah, in 1927, a man was an Irishman started for Cardiff in the FA Cup final, so that stat isn't true. He's the second ever Irishman yeah. to But yeah, no, I, I was buzzing. Obviously, as an Irish Liverpool fan, I was I was buzzing, but you're right. As a, like any Irishman in the Premier League, you're objective. So even if United had an Irish player, I wanted to see them do well. Yeah. But um, he's, 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 um, Klopp has said he's the best number two in the world. What would your opinion on that be? Um, yeah. He's br- you know he's brilliant. I think I think best number two in 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 the sense that you know he, I I suppose he's talking about his attitude and his mentality yeah. and he is a talented goalkeeper. Um, he's number two, best number two, and he's number two to Bazunu or is he? Is that a? Yeah, he is. He, yeah, I know Bizzuno. we're going. Yeah, because I think Bazunu is our number one. Yeah, Bazunu is number one, but I mean some competition there. And Ireland always just yeah. have good goalkeepers, but you know we're talking about um, Liverpool. Um, yeah. one trophy won out of a possible four Al it's 
Oh, it's an exciting time for, for Liverpool. They are unbelievable. Um, squad depth, their, their strength, the way they're, they're just so disciplined under Klopp. Um, they have the best player in the world playing for them at the moment. Uh, probably, arguably, the best centre-back in the world. They're chasing Man City. You know, it's a bit of a small blow with City beating Everton in the weekend, but there's still... Well, how many games? There's still 11, 11, 12 games to play. Yeah. So it's still all open. Um, I can't... I, I'm looking at the Champions League. I, I can't see anyone else uh, winning that other than Liverpool. Do you think... I think Liverpool are the... Are they, are they the book, they're the bookies favourites? I believe. I think it's still, I think, uh, no. I believe it's still City and even it's PS, still it's PS, still City and even PSG. I just think Liverpool. I I I'd, I'd have Liverpool over PSG yeah. favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd I'd have them just over over City, um, slightly over City as well. And I think it's just the mentality of of Pep. It's kind of like Pep not being able to win the Champions League outside of Barcelona. I think they're the hot favourites for the performance against Inter, especially as well away from home. Yeah, such a they weren't they, like they didn't even go into fifth gear in that game. It was just a very professional performance from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they could do the quadruple? They have a chance. It's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, no, it really is a possibility. That's mad. It's horrible it? to say it. No, it is horrible to say it. But I have to be fair. It's a possibility that they can do it, and like you won't shut up until. I mean, listen. I'm, I'm, you will never shut up. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm being nice and neutral. I don't want to, you know. Gle- but if Liverpool win a quadruple, I can safely say with all my heart, I will. You will. No, no one will ever hear the end of it. <laughs> That'll be it then. Yeah, and you can't. <laughs> do you know? And as well, I can't really blame you as well. Like you know, listen, Paddy. You, you've. I know you've said it to me. You went through barren shit years as a Liverpool fan, where United fans were taking the piss out. School of you. was ruined and for it's, me. And it's funny, and I and. I was the same. I took like made a mind message to me on Twitter. He was at, he went to the cup final, um, and he li- I think he lives in Liverpool now. Shout out to Colin Murphy, and um, what, a, what a second name! Yeah, <laughs> and um, he said send me a video. I think he was locked. He said send me a video. So I don't know. We're on our way back. We're on the bus home. Um, but I used to I used to slag lumps out of him every week about Liverpool you know and he used to bring up Liverpool's history <laughs> and now when we are fucking when they pin it to us it's oh, 20 league titles you know it's just it's horrible to see but you just have to admit and you have to um, admire Klopp and the job he's done at that club because he has completely transformed them it's like it's 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 scary it's like looking at Man United it's like looking at United under Ferguson and even when they play shit, it, it, like the likes of the, the Wolves game, do you know what I mean? Origi in the ninety was it ninety fourth minute? United used to do that every poxy week. Yeah. And now that's Liverpool. They're doing that. They're grinding out results, but still, the the league is a tough task because City, City are very professional in the sense that you know they're they're good at defending that league yeah. title and and retaining it. They, you know. Like the standards City and Liverpool both say, I think like literally you're looking at perfection between now and the end of the season. Yeah. And Klopp expects City to go perfect, and so do I. But the fact the fact that we play each other that that literally would be a cup final level of game. It's like a, it's like a repeat of um, 2018, 2019 all 90, over again. Oh, I mean, I still have PTSD. I've eighteen ninety seven points in it when the league. But listen, um, yeah. I've enjoyed talking about Liverpool there. That was nice. Uh, but listen, 
I'm going to keep coy. There's a lot of work to be done. Uh, potential quadruple is on the cards, but you know a lot of other stuff has happened this week in the Premier yeah, League. Has. Um, your other rival, uh, Leeds United, have have gone and sacked Marcelo Bielsa. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was coming. Yeah, wasn't it? Writing on the wall, wasn't I it? I mean, <laughs> not, I'm not shocked. Um, in their last three games, they have conceded 14 goals. Like absolutely <laughs> scan. I don't, I don't know what the result. Result was before United, but yeah, four two loss against United, six 0 Liverpool, and then Spurs come and absolutely spanked them mm. in Elland Road. So yeah, that's um, yeah that that he had to go, he had to go. It looked like he'd just run out of ideas, Bielsa, um, and as well, you know, you could say there's you know, there's talk about Bielsa. Maybe maybe he maybe he trains them too hard maybe it's too maybe the training is too intense because the proof was kind of in the pudding in their championship we, uh, winning season you know they were stuttering and they were tired and they were looking like they were slipping as the season went on before um the pandemic kind of came along and when the restart came they looked refreshed and it was kind of to their advantage in that sense yeah i'm looking at them now and i think it's kind of very similar to to, to that situation in, in 2020 um, they are all over the place they are conceding it. like oh my god they're being carved apart yeah I mean yeah I agree with that they definitely did stutter in the championship and the break actually severely helped them but you know I, I, I feel I feel for Bielsa and I'll tell you why he had a very tough run of games there a very tough run of games and he, they didn't have their best player in Calvin Phillips and they now mm. have a favourable run coming up so I was hoping maybe for their sake they'd just hold on to him that bit longer. Um, and Rafinha is very hot and cold. He's been awful for them the last while. He was yeah. very bad against Liverpool. Um, and it doesn't help when you have players like that not, not open, open their game. Mm. But, um, you know, obviously I, w- I want to mention for the sake of the podcast, at time of recording, they haven't appointed a new successor. But it is believed Jesse Marsh, the former Leipzig and Salzburg American yeah. manager, is the, is the, is the favourite. Deal, deal has been agreed. Um, I, I think it's... I don't see them recovering, do you? I, I don't know. I, no, not, not now. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They could be in trouble. I think they would have been fine with Bielsa. I really do. Yeah. I really do. I feel like they just had to ride the crest of this wave. We, we had a conversation last week just about... Um, the relegation mm. battle, and um, you had mentioned that you think Burnley are gonna are gonna well, go down now. I think that's I think that's definitely changed. I think with with Leeds and and their current form, it's like they're kind of in free fall mode at the moment. Mm. You know, and that could be enough. That couple of weeks could be enough to finish them. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like you know, teams are clasping their hands together now playing Leeds. It's like they are the the whipping boys of the league in a sense, you know. They have they have conceded the most goals, which yeah. is major. And listen, I'll be honest, when I when I say Burnley, it's more wishful thinking. I want Burnley to go down, but judged on recent performances, I think they'll actually be all right now. I think Weghorst yeah. has been fantastic for them. Yeah, he has. He's he's made a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Um he's a hindrance to to defenders, oh, you, big nuisance. He's six. School. What is he? Six six or something? Yeah, something mental. But his all round game is pretty good as well. Yeah. It's always the big lads like me. I'm a big lad. I'm, I'm a, I've a touch of a, I have a touch of Lionel and Messi. Oh, you do. Yeah, Nimble absolutely. as they come. I've seen that. I've seen those TikTok compilations. Oh yeah, Paddy, you should should watch it, folks. <laughs> Paddy Murphy's finishing. It's it's on point. <laughs> Better than Ronaldo. It's on point. Paddy Murphy is clear. Is that is that the term? Prime Paddy Murphy yeah. is better than current Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, shot Jesus Christ. Listen, 
we'll tap we, 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 we'll tap more into that Paddy Murphy TikTok persona in future episodes I think people I think just giving people a little taster is enough for this episode oh, TikTok Paddy Murphy segment in the future yeah <laughs> and then yeah. run everyone will run away 100% now listen Paddy we've kicked off this this podcast I'm very happy to have you as a co-host and with that, folks, that is all we have time for this week. A special thanks to Paddy, my co-host, and Andrew, our producer. Andrew Loud, thank you very much, buddy. This podcast was brought to you by Go Loud. Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Whether you're looking for a laugh-out-loud comedy, a gripping true crime story, or some practical life advice, the Go Loud app is the place for you. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe the podcast. You'll find Go Mouth First on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms, too. Thank you, folks, for listening to the first episode of Goldmouth. I will see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.